0: Good morning. You're awake, that's a good start. It's uh, good to be here to share with you again. And (coughs) Christmas is over, or is it? Did it affect you in any way that it's gonna still affect your life for the rest of the year? I trust that will be the case, that you don't just forget. What happened at Christmas that first christmas <laughs> now our uh, our preparations for Christmas this year were a little different um, with uh, going to Regina and getting needles putting in dye and taking out blood and uh, and uh, going through day surgery and waking up again thankfully and uh even having a, a, what we trust is a premature call from the cancer clinic for treatments. We believe that uh, God will make that unnecessary when we get the pathological reports. So I just want to say thank you for those of you that prayed and showed love and care during uh, that time. And we did get to enjoy a good time with our family and in Nippon and Skype with our son from Vancouver on Christmas Day. I like to think of uh, Jesus coming as a message from God. Uh, We think of uh, Jesus coming to bring us and do things for us. We think of him coming to uh, provide salvation, which he did. We think of him coming uh, to touch lives, which he did, and he continues to do. But I like to think of Jesus and the whole message of Christmas is, is God sending him as a message to us, a clear message. The writer of Hebrews said, God, who at various times in a different way spoken, time past unto the fathers by the prophets, but in these last days has spoken to us by his son. And then when you go to John chapter one, we read in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Now, I don't know about you, but when I get a message, it's comprised of words. And I believe, I believe clearly that when God sent his son, as the word in First John tells us he was the word of life, I believe he came as a clear message to us from God. Now, it's, it was a many message, a message that only he could bring to us, only he could bring and touch our lives in the way he did. And uh, Christmas has passed, and I trust your celebration was a time of blessing, and for some, a time of sorrow. And yet, I trust that you'll take the truth of Christ's coming as a message to your heart through the whole new year with you. Christ, first of all, he came as a message from God to reveal God to us. Isaiah 7.14 says a virgin would bear a child and give him the name Emmanuel. Emmanuel, we sang about it, means God with us. And in uh, Luke chapter 1, The message came to Mary that the one who would be a child conceived of the Holy Spirit would be called the Son of the Most High, the Son of God. And of course, the Hebrew word for word is actually used as a synonym for God. The Hebrews use the term and that word, to them, was his self-expression to their hearts, to them. You can read about that in Deuteronomy chapter 30. And in his wisdom, and in his law, that the word was representative of God. Now in John 1, John stated that the Word is God, that the Word was with God, that the Word was the source of creation. By him all things were created. and Nothing that was made was made without him being involved. And John also says the Word provides spiritual life and light. In him was life, and the life was light. This word also became flesh. Jesus came as a message, and in John 1 14, the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory of God, as well as the glory of Jesus. We beheld his glory, the glories of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace. And truth, And then a couple of verses later, <laughs> no man had seen God, but Jesus came and declared grace and truth, the grace and truth of God. Jesus came as a message from God to reveal God himself to us so that we'd know him in a deeper, richer, fuller, personal way. You know him personally. You can know him through Jesus. Now, Jesus came also as a message of salvation. Both Mary and Joseph were told that they were to name their son Jesus. Jesus means Jehovah saves, or Jehovah is salvation. And he came that we might be saved. In Luke chapter 1, Zechariah, after he got his voice back, he spoke about, first of all, Jesus, and then his son. And this is the song of Zechariah's, Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has come and has redeemed his people, He has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he said through his holy prophets of long ago. And the message of the angels to the shepherds, interestingly enough, it was lowly shepherds that the message came to. That means all of us, all of us would be included in hearing that message, not just the The uppity ups, those who are uh, in high positions, those who are rich, those who are famous, it's for all of us. And the message that the angels came with was this Don't be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in this town of David, a Savior has been born. And I like this part, to you, <laughs> to each, each one of them, individually, and that means us too. A Savior was born, and Jesus came as that message of salvation. Simeon's words later on <laughs> expressed it this way, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you now dismiss your servant in peace, for my eyes have seen your salvation in the person of Jesus. And of course, Jesus later on, he would declare that he came to save. He told after uh, Zacchaeus' life was transformed, and uh, he says, Jesus declared that the Son of God has come to seek and to save the lost. And, of course, Jesus said to Zacchaeus, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his Son to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Jesus came as God's message of salvation for each one of us. And it's an individual thing, the salvation. It's to you, to you, to you, to me. We have to individually respond to the message of Jesus as our salvation, as our Savior, and accept Him. And when we do, we'll find out that that message also is a message of deep love. Of all that God has done in history, sending His Son to provide That salvation makes his love evident to us. Paul, over in Titus 3, verses 4 and 5, writes this, But when the kindness and love of God our Savior appeared in the person of Jesus, he saved us, not because of righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewing by the Holy Spirit. And of course, First John declares that if we know him, if we belong to him, we must love because God is love. And if we have his character, we have to love like he did. John said, writes, here in his love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us. And sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. The satisfaction for God's justice and holiness. And then, of course, his love later on would be demonstrated by Christ's death on the cross. God sent his son while we were his enemies. He demonstrated his love by sending his son while we are still at enmity with God. Did you know that anybody who doesn't really know God is an enemy of God? <laughs> that That's kind of a serious thought, isn't it? But those who know him, they're his children, and he treats them as friends. <laughs> and they are going to receive an inheritance, a very inheritance, that is due Christ Himself as the Son of God. And we know His love through that experience of new love, new life in Christ. In uh, Ephesians, Paul wrote these words He said, Because of His great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we are dead in transgressions, it is by grace you have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus, in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us. And all of that's in Christ Jesus. And then I always like to go to Romans 8 and find out there that there's absolutely nothing that can separate us from the love of God through Christ Jesus to us. Throughout the Bible, God is saying, I love you. He said it to his people Israel. And when he sent Jesus as his message of salvation, his message of love, he says, I love you. And he's saying it. And love needs to be spoken and shown convincingly, of course, of God as God has done perfectly. How can we love God? And what reveals our love? Well, our confession of Jesus Christ as Savior and as the Son of God. And our connection to Christ. Abiding in him. He abides in us and we abide in him. It's a neat thing and it's pictured beautifully in in John chapter 15. And by our confidence in his love. We sometimes get doubtful and say, okay, where's God in all this? Does he still love me? Is he still around? When you go through tough times, is he still there? He hasn't gone anywhere. He's always there. That love, can we can never be separated from that love. He loves us with an everlasting love. And of course, when we experience that love, it's inherent in us because we've got now the character of the one who loves, who is love, to turn around and love others. And that... Demonstrates that we've experienced that love. Christmas, a message where Jesus revealed God to us. A message of salvation in Jesus Christ. A message of love, a love that, Paul says, who can describe it? This is also a message of joy. And in the Christmas story, Jesus and joy come together. <laughs> Mary and Gabriel's greeting, if you literally translate what was said, he came to her and he said, joy to you. And then in her song of praise, she expressed her joy. You see, joy follows as we submit to God's will, as Mary did. You remember what she said when she found out she was going to have a child as a virgin, but through the Holy Spirit? She says, let it be to me your servant, as you have said. To Elizabeth and Zechariah and John, there was joy. When Mary visited Elizabeth, John leaped. Elizabeth's womb, and later in John chapter 3, he would express his joy in Jesus. Zechariah, in his song of praise, expresses joy throughout, both about Jesus and John. The angels said, Behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which shall be to all the people." <clears throat> And of course, when you get to Luke chapter 15, you see the stories of the the lost sheep and the lost coin and the lost son. We find out there that the angels in heaven rejoice with one sinner that's lost. The shepherds with joy came and shared, after they came and saw the Savior, shared the news and went away. Rejoicing, and the Magi when they saw the the star that they've been following settle over the place where Jesus lay, they were overjoyed. The Scriptures tell us, joy. That's the message that comes with Jesus, and when you embrace Jesus in in, in Eander's life, you have a joy that is there regardless of the circumstances you go through. That joy. And of course, James said, "Count it all joy when you go through various trials and temptations. Well, the only way you can do that is when you have Jesus. Because Jesus and joy come together. And Jesus came as a message of joy for each one of us. Jesus came also... As a message of peace. In the Hebrew, the word peace is shalom. And, uh, you know, there hasn't been a lot of peace in the world. As we understand peace, I think over the last, in recorded history, there were some only some 234 years where there was no recorded war or conflict. And think back of the few thousand years that represents. So peace here doesn't just mean an absence of war. Somebody, some pundit said, peace is the time when the two sides stand around reloading. Peace in the Hebrew was shalom. It was used as a greeting and a goodbye. And it, it was, that was a word that carried the idea of, of health, prosperity, safety, completeness, harmony, and fulfillment. All things that you can only realize in Christ. In Colossians, Paul wrote... For in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead body, this Christ. And you are complete in him. You are complete in him. Who is the head over every power and authority. <laughs> so, peace that Jesus gives... The message that Jesus is, and of course, if you look at uh, you look at the prophecy in Micah five two that tells where Jesus was born. If you go to verse five of chapter five, it actually says He is our peace. And of course, the prophecy that Isaiah gave, gave when he named him as a wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father. Prince of Peace. Now that's speaking of the time when he's going to come back and reign on earth in righteousness and peace. But Isaiah also wrote that the work of righteousness is peace. And right now, we can experience his peace. You see, because it's part of the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace. And the Spirit of God dwells within us and enables us to experience the peace of God. The angel's announcement was that there would be peace on earth. Well, Jesus came also as a message of hope. Well... His coming, period, was a message of hope. For years, the, the, the Jews had been waiting for their Messiah to come. They, they'd read the prophet's words that, there was, that this Messiah was going to come. And unfortunately, they missed him when he did come, the Jewish people. A couple of the Christmas songs that we sing... Come now, Long Expected, Jesus speaks of Jesus as the hope of the earth. The Gators wrote a song entitled, He's Still the King of Kings. And in that, they wrote, He's the hope of all ages to come. In the years before Christ's coming, there was a growing sense of hopelessness. There was some 400 years of silence by the prophets And in those years, there was a a change of dynasties from the Babylons to the, the Medes and the Persians to the Greeks, and then the Romans took over. And in AD 27, Pax Romana was established, but it was just kind of a peace that was enforced by the Romans. Simeon Was one of the Israelites who had the hope of that Messiah coming. And Simeon, he'd been waiting. And we're told in Luke chapter 2 that the Spirit of God directed him to be in the temple when Jesus was brought to the temple. And he said, uh, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you now dismiss your servant in peace, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all people, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. Isaiah had offered that hope way back in Isaiah chapter 9, where those, uh, that amazing prophecy of Jesus' names was, and he wrote, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light of those living in the land of the shadow of death. A light has dawned, and you have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest, as men rejoice. And then it speaks of Christ. Coming, And of his government, there will be no end. I think a lot of people who missed the coming of the Messiah, they're still looking for him. They're still hoping. And, they're <clears throat> and we might look at the world and say, I wonder. <laughs> now we know better because we have God's word declared to us. That hope didn't end with Jesus' first coming. That hope continues. And when He comes back, we'll realize the fullness of all that He became a message to us. We'll realize the fullness of our salvation. We'll realize what peace. Is really like because there'll be a reign of peace, and He is our peace, and we'll realize that truly God is a God of hope. And when Christ came, that hope was realized because He is our hope. You know Him. Is he your hope? Is he your peace? Is he your joy? Have you embraced him as your salvation? I trust that is the case, and that as you go through this new year, you take that message of who Jesus truly is, a message from God, That can make our life full and rich and satisfying, not only to us, but in the eyes of God. Only in Jesus can that happen. you to stand with us as we sing songs of praise and and starting with the song of hope so thank you terry for for your message there's uh, a lot in that that we can pull out with uh through this christmas season that carries us through as you said in the the whole year and uh, this next song uh, just really talks about uh about peace star, burns in the darkness, shines with the promise, Emmanuel.